Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bees Knees Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben and Brittany, and if you haven't already, please download this episode. And make sure to check out the link in the description where you can find links to our socials and Discord. Happy listening! I feel like a key part of your humor is just being a shit disturber. <laughs> no way! And like just saying stuff to see if you can get a rise out of people. <laughs> and one of the things that you say... To get a rise out of me, one of the many, many things that you say <laughs> and do to get a rise out of me is claiming that like a hot dog is a sandwich. And, yeah. And that's just, that disturbs me. I really don't like that idea. <laughs> and I don't have any rhyme or reason as to why that is. I just, I can't stand the idea of a hot dog in the same category as a sandwich. And so, <laughs> and we can debate this for all eternity and I will not change my mind, but I saw something and immediately sent it to you and it was like a food cube law and, uh, and it, it said what was like, it specifically mentioned a hot dog, right? Yeah. And that's why I had to send it to you. <laughs> Is because it, it finally ruled out that no, a hot dog is not a sandwich. Yeah. And I really like this cube for that reason. However, <laughs> where it decided to land the hot dog yeah. was also in a category that I am deeply disturbed by. All right. So I have the cube up in front of me and I'm going to walk it through step by step. So visualize a cube in your mind of minds. If we have one side, that is the toast category. Mm -hmm. So you just have a flat thing. It is a toast. Yeah, it's open. So one slice of bread. Or I'm thinking like a cracker with cheese. What about like... Fits into the toast category. Yeah, I guess. Or like a hot beef sandwich. That's not a sandwich then. That fits into the toast. If you have it open-faced. There's some people that have it closed. And then there is a sandwich, which is two opposite sides of the cube. Yeah. Um, That's... Number two. Number three, this is where the hot dog fits in. This is the two opposite sides and a bottom. So it mm-hmm. kind of curls around in a U shape. Yeah. That is the taco category. Yeah. So definitively according to the cube rule of food for identifying dishes based on... Their sides. Uh, yeah. Uh, a hot dog is a taco. Which I also don't like. <laughs> I don't like thinking of a hot dog as a taco. And then the fourth category is four sides making kind of a ring. Mm-hmm. That is the sushi category. Right. Um, the fifth is basically a bowl, and that is the soup or salad category. Right. And then there's the sixth, which is all the sides, and that's the calzone. Mm. Because like, I'm trying to think of other things that you cook them inside of themselves. A hot pocket. A hot pocket is a calzone. <laughs> a like, pizza pocket. I guess Any like pocket. a dumpling. Oh, yeah. Those like McDonald's pies. Yeah. They're all calzones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this kind of got me thinking like, what are some foods that fit into strange categories? One that immediately came to my mind was like a wrap. But if you just kind of roll it instead mm-hmm. of doing the tuck thing yeah you have you've made a sushi wrap like according to this it is just a round 
a wrap is sushi. Except for if you close your ends, then it's a calzone. If you, but if you only close one end, it's a soup. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard to say it's a definitive list. What's it? Pick a random food. I guess like a pizza would be a toast. A, a pizza would be a toast. It's a one flat thing. When if someone were to ask you to describe a pizza, mm-hmm. would you say it's a it's a toast like dish? <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> I love this because it just puts so many foods into weird implications of what they are. So basically, my goal in sending you this was to eliminate the hot dog sandwich debate. Yes. But instead, I just opened a wide variety of po- categorizing foods improperly. Yeah, now we have the hot dog taco. We have the pizza toast. <laughs> we have like a, a chicken Caesar sushi. or soup or calzone man there's a whole new world of possibilities we like talking about movies and tv or tv and movies because we're the bee's knees oh yeah last week we had just finished recording and I was washing my face, getting ready for bed. Yeah. And you were just like, oh my God, Brittany, <laughs> look what just came out. And I was just like, what? Like, I don't understand what this panic is about. And you show me that the Thor trailer had just been released like a few minutes <laughs> yeah, it after was so, we so recorded. St- so we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week and so i feel like some of the buzz has maybe died down at this point but we still have to talk about it yeah just it it was so frustrating because we finished i finished editing you went to wash your face and i was just like fuck are you kidding me (laughs) this couldn't have i couldn't have seen this an an hour hour ago ago. come on so now every Tom, Dick, and Harry has made their reaction video to it. Yeah. And everybody who wants to watch things has already done that. Mm-hmm. But here but we go. But we're very limited on Marvel content <laughs> right now to talk about. And so we are we're restricted to the trailers. We're hanging on by threads. So Thor trailer. Yeah. So I am. I, I have to start off by saying I'm so excited that they kind of just went with Christian Bale looking like him mm-hmm. rather than a noseless, like, head tentacle guy. Yeah. Because I, you know how every time somebody is really upset with a movie or TV uh, graphic, then the internet kind of CGs it and it's like, this is what it could look like. Yeah. I saw so many that were like, this is what gore should look like. After we saw Christian Bale's score already? Yeah, and it was just like they edited his nose off and gave him the tentacles. And it's right. like, God, I'm so happy that's not what he looks like. Yeah. Well, I remember I had seen something way before this trailer came out about mm-hmm. like when we knew that Gore the God Butcher was going to be the main villain of the movie. Yeah. And it was like an animated version of him or something and i had never seen him before because i don't read nearly as many comic books as you do Mm -hmm. so i'm just like oh like i didn't know this was the villain and you're like yeah but christian bale is cast as him and it'd be dumb to have someone as big as christian bale and not and like make him unrecognizable yeah so it's like (laughs) 
I agree with you because it's just why have like an A-list celebrity be a main villain and then just edit the shit out of them so you don't even know who it is. It's funny because that's exactly what they did to Colin Farrell in the Batman. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, but I wouldn't really, I wouldn't say Colin Farrell is really as, like he's not as well known or well liked, I think, as Christian Bale is. He wasn't Batman. Yeah. Like that's a huge one because that's not even just like, like, that's something that everybody knows. Like, Colin Farrell is one of those people where it's like, everyone knows the name and can picture his face, but I have a hard time naming, like, films that he's in besides The Batman because that's just came out. The only other one that I can think of off the top of my head is that Fright Night. Oh, yeah. Just because yeah. we watched it so much. It's terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. So it's like, that's... Exactly. That's just proving my point for... Yeah. Um, but yeah, I... It was definitely my my thought that it's like, oh, it's Christian Bale. He's just going to be Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. And he is, and he looks great. Yeah. Um, all of the scenes with him, I'm not sure how they're going to play into it because he's got a sword that is like the the sword of the god of symbiotes, like Venom and yeah, all that, yeah. crafted from like the void or something like that. So I don't know how his sword, like he's got some awesome sword. Obviously, we saw it in the trailer, Mm -hmm. but I don't know how they're going to swing it because I don't think Marvel has the symbiotes in their licensing. I think Sony has those. Right. Um, But there's something, they kind of played into that, like the void or like something like that because every shot where it's Christian Bale, the entire trailer cuts to black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the scene where Thor is fighting him. Thor is fully in color, but everything around him is in black and there white. There is one scene, though, where he is addressing Thor, saying that he's unlike any other god that he's ever killed, and Thor is in black and white. The whole thing was black and white, and I didn't even make that connection i had kind of thought like why are they in black and white i just assumed it was to hide something they didn't want us to know the coloring of something yeah i didn't know i was just thought it was like (laughs) a purposeful editing thing for a different reason no i think the general consensus is that wherever he goes he just makes everything devoid of color Hmm. and he just kind of it's like the like a metaphor of him sucking the souls and yeah. like he kills gods. Yeah. So, I mean, he's destroying ideals really. Right. So the fact that wherever he goes, everything just yeah is bland. Yeah. I, I really liked a lot of things like our first trailer we saw had more guardians involvement in it. Like mm-hmm. it was a much shorter trailer i think the first one we saw it was more of a teaser yeah and then this one it didn't have any guardians in it i don't think there was like one scene where when it's like he went from dad bod to god bod right and he like flips up his collar and i think the guardians are in the background right after this i'm pretty convinced the whole guardians thing Mm -hmm. is gonna be like the first five minutes right and then he's gonna go on his own way and yeah where he's doing his like his workout to get from fat to fit mm-hmm. and he's just like cool you guys served your purpose i'm out of here now right peace and we saw more of jane yes. this time okay i have to admit 
like for the longest time, uh, probably because of Star Wars and other properties uh, like V for Vendetta, Natalie Portman, like I have a celebrity crush on her. Mm -hmm. And seeing like Thor Portman. Yeah. Like I like it. <laughs> I you like, have a lot of like crush confessions lately. I like last week you <laughs> had your confliction with whether or not someone was of age. She is thirty five. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> now it's Natalie Portman. Yeah. Well, now she's just muscles. like real strong Thor mommy, and yeah. like yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, we have the flicking scene. Mustn't forget the flicking no. scene. And I saw the funniest meme about this. It's like, remember, this flicking scene is for the male gaze to give us an ideal and a fantasy of like that power and what we could attain. So women, if you could kindly leave the theater <laughs> while we enjoy this fantasy, that would be great. Because we all know that, like, it's even in the trailer, like, he flicks his clothes off and all the women faint because of how yeah. good he looks. Yeah. <laughs> so I just thought it was really funny that it's like, um, no, thank you. That's for the men. I saw, like, a meme where it was, like, a kid asking to go see a Marvel movie. And the mom was just like, oh, but, like, I'd have to go with you and, like, not really wanting to. But then... It was like, oh, can you take me to see Thor? And then it was just like her scrambling for her keys because like she needed to go see it right away. And I thought that was funny. So relatable. One thing in in that flicking scene that often gets overlooked because of you naked know, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, um, he has a giant back tattoo of Loki's. Giant... Oh my god! Where are you going with giant? He has a giant horn. <laughs> He has a giant back tattoo of Loki's horn helmets. Yeah. And uh, it's just every time Loki has died, mm -hmm. he has kind of done something to like commemorate it. Yeah. And uh, like after Endgame, Loki in this world is dead dead. Yeah. So Thor kind of finalizes that with a giant back tattoo. Because mm -hmm. like the first time he like braided some of the black hair into his own hair stuff like that but uh now it's 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 more final permanent. and yeah more permanent mm -hmm. you can always cut your hair but you can't unback tattoo yeah yeah i did see that i did miss that the first time watching the trailer and i wonder I, why and then i had seen you know was yes. it your sixth or seventh time that you saw it? <laughs> no, actually i saw it because people posted a picture of it on the internet but you would think that i like it's like Oh, I'm lusting after muscly Thor, but I was actually finding it hilarious watching the other people's re like reactions. Just like, watching them all faint. Yeah, or like Valkyrie and and Lady Thor being like, should, <laughs> should we, we help? help him in a bit? Nah, we'll have a great see where this goes. <laughs> and also, um, Korg's reaction was really yeah. funny as well. Yeah. It's just like all of the people's other people's reactions to nude thor is like collectively all of my reaction as well <laughs> so it's just like i like watching all of them because i feel like i felt all the things you're a mixture between yeah i'll watch this play out <laughs> and oh my whoa 
and then you faint. Well, it's kind of like surprising because it's like, is is this the most nude that Marvel has gone? I mean, it was very nude. It, it was just a little blurry bar. Yeah, exactly. So I was just like, oh, this is shocking for Marvel. It was implied buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> and Shock. I'll, <laughs> I'll take more, please. <laughs> you don't get to see Jane in the nude, though. No, but just those arms are enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on from Thor yep. trailer. I feel like we've said enough based off the teaser before and then yeah. now are kind of highlights of the trailer. I mean, it's coming up really soon and I'm very excited to see it. Yeah. They did what we said that they we thought they would do with oh, yeah. She-Hulk and her CGI has already yeah, been improved. Was... Like, I feel like the same time I saw that Thor had a trailer, I was just like, oh, yeah. And they also updated the CG for <laughs> She-Hulk. Yeah. She and like less is that... like a green sim and more like a person who is green. Yeah. So is that final now or are they still going to be working on it? Probably not. Yeah. I would assume that they're going to keep working on it until it is like finished. Yeah. As good as the Hulk. Yeah. So... If you were concerned about that, rest assured, it's getting better. <laughs> <laughs> it still doesn't really explain why they released it in its state. Why didn't they just wait a couple weeks and like... See, I don't... I I was conflicted about that too. And I am torn between either they wanted to just release it really quick because they know that Hulk isn't typically the most favored character and they wanted to grab people's attention early. And in hopes that they would be excited mm -hmm. for it. Or they were hoping for the negative feedback because then... To just stir up attention. Well, either stir up attention, but you know how like when you see something, you're like, oh, that's not really that great. And then they improve it. And even if the improvement is really minor, everybody is just like, oh, that's so much better. Yeah. And it just makes it seem like it's that much better because you already saw how bad it yeah. could be. That way, even if it's not on the Hulk level, it's still just like, it's well, better it's better than, than it what was. they showed us. Exactly. So people will still be relieved at what they're given. Yeah. Oh, one thing in addition to that. I saw this week so many people just like hating what the Hulk is. Do you, we've always had this, like, the Hulk is not a main character. Yeah. He's a side. Now that mm -hmm. he's Smart Hulk, at least he, he can be, he can have dialogue mm -hmm. and be a part of the story. Right. Well, there are so many people who are just like, at this rate, the Hulk is going to be like some vegan doing yoga in the next one. Like, give us a Hulk that smashes. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I get it. There are a ton of great Hulk stories where he is this giant rage monster. And he does that. I I don't think it's going to translate well to the screen to have a good, compelling story mm -hmm. with a guy who's just yelling and breaking things. Yeah. See, I think for a lot of people, the peak Hulk moment in the MCU was in Thor Ragnarok, where he was still hulk and still like a warrior fighting smashing yeah and he was still able to have a little bit of that story dynamic with thor yeah but really how far can you take that it yeah. can only go so far before it gets repetitive especially when he's limited in how much he can actually speak yeah. when he is like full hulk at least like you said when he's kind of professor hulk he's still big and strong and burly but he still has 
actual intelligence behind his yeah his dialogue yeah and to be fair to smart hulk we have not seen him actually is it, fight. Is it Smart Hulk or Professor, I think Professor it, Hulk? Professor Hulk is like the comic version. Oh, okay. I think what they've just kind of called him is Smart Hulk. All right. Um, but uh, we haven't seen him fight. No. The only thing he's practically done is throw a bench, uh, kind of like passive-aggressively break a like a, a car when he time traveled back to New York. Right. And he was like, uh, so angry. I'm angry. Smash. <laughs> and then he did the snap. Yeah. Which his, he needed to be Hulk to do. Yeah. But it didn't really show his strength. Yeah. So we could still get him smash things and do dope stuff. Right. I mean, like the dude's still massive. <laughs> like he can still hit things pretty hard without yeah. just being like Hulk smash. Yeah, so don't don't be telling us that the Hulk needs to be a big dumb idiot anymore because it doesn't make for a good movie. I find also that Mark Ruffalo gets a lot of hate. I feel like it's very conflicted on like people are very conflicted. There's very two sides, yeah. very opposite spectrums. Either people love Mark Ruffalo or they hate him. I don't understand why people are dunking on him so much because when he was recast into the role everyone was like oh he's such a perfect bruce banner he's great maybe they thought he was a good bruce banner but not hulk or they don't like i don't know i maybe it's just a very small minority of the internet and that's all i've been exposed to and maybe it's really not that many people and it's just i've just seen like a few people be like, oh, Mark Ruffalo sucks. I hate him. And I've just been like, wow, so many people hate Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> really, it's just a small corner of the There's internet. three guys in the room <laughs> typing this out. It could be. I don't know. Because I don't have a problem with him. I really like him. But that's just me. <laughs> so this week we watched uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Because <laughs> the first two episodes came out. And this isn't Marvel, but it's still Disney, so it counts. Um, I have been so excited for this for so ever since they announced that Obi Wan was getting his own TV series. Yeah, because I've always wanted more Star Wars movies using existing characters. Yeah, because the the prequel trilogy was a friggin' waste. The first two movies were just a whole lot of nothing. Uh, there's a couple good characters completely shitty Padme. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i was um, just gonna say like if you didn't get those prequel tri- that prequel trilogy prequel trilogy yes <laughs> then you wouldn't have gotten your beloved natalie portman but uh all those characters were so poorly utilized and it was just like a whole bunch of like like the senate and nonsense that uh it, like the first two movies were just a whole bunch of nothing and then the third movie really came together with Obi-Wan and Anakin finally showing kind of a bond. Because mm-hmm. the first one was just like, he was a kid. And it's yeah. just like, Obi-Wan hated that kid. He was just like, this kid, he's a kid. He's too old to be trained to be a Jedi. And Qui-Gon, his master, was just like, he'll bring balance to the Force. I am Liam Neeson. <laughs> Listen to me. And it, Obi-Wan only took on to training him because Qui-Gon Jinn died and said, promise you'll train the boy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, yeah, I'll do it. Like, I guess. Then why? the second movie, he's training him. 
but they're like they're butting heads the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's not like a camaraderie where they're like, you know, we're buddy buddy, but like sometimes we butt heads. They're just butting heads. Right. And then in the third one, you start to see that friendship grow. And in the Clone Wars TV show, which if you don't have a whole lot of time to invest to that, you don't get to see any more of. Because then immediately there's a heel turn and Anakin is bad. They fight on Mustafar and then he gets cut in half and then he's Darth Vader. It's just like a whole lot of relationship building and then an immediate turnaround. Yeah. So I've always wanted to see more Obi-Wan Anakin stuff. Right. We haven't got it, but we are getting what has Obi-Wan doing? Been doing. <laughs> what has what Obi been doing? We words are hard. <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening with us tonight. So like I liked this because it showed he has cut himself off from the force. He is working cutting up this giant manta ray space whale thing. Yeah. Who knows what it is? Um and I saw kind of a review video. And if you play, like, in that first episode, it has him living a couple of days mm-hmm. doing the same thing. If you play those over top of each other, the clip where he's cutting up the thing, folding it up, putting it into his little vest, it is the exact same. Hmm. Him sitting on the shuttle back home, it is the exact same thing. Him going into that little, uh, like, pen to get his weird camel thing is the exact same. He is just living the monotonous day after day because if he doesn't, he'll die. The Inquisitors will find him and kill him. Yeah. Or that will give up Luke's position. Right. So he's living this hell. Yeah. Just to keep the boy safe. And, and the uncle doesn't even want it. He's just like, leave us alone. We don't want your stupid toys. <laughs> but it it also seems like Obi-Wan has kind of given up on that. Because when he says, when he comes of age, he's got to be trained. Mm-hmm. Then there's that savage clapback of like, just like you trained his father. Right. He doesn't fight it. He's just like, yeah, yep. I'm, I'm kind of shit now. I haven't. I'm not the same guy I used to be. Yeah. And then that comes up in the second episode. Like, I'm not the guy you, I used to be. Mm-hmm. I am not the one to do this job. Yeah. Well, if he had have kept going that way, do you really think that the the original story of, like, Luke coming and, like, coming together with him would happen? No. Right. Because Obi-Wan wouldn't be the kind of guy to go out of his way to train him just for the goodness of the universe. Right. He was a broken shell of a man. Yeah, I find every single time there's a new Star Wars show, it's like the greatest thing ever for you. Like (laughs) when we were getting Boba Fett, Mm. you were just like, I've always wanted to know more about Boba Fett. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yay, Boba (laughs) Fett. And now it's the exact same thing, only insert Obi-Wan here. I just want Star (laughs) Wars to be good again. And it is. See, okay. I have never been a huge Star Wars fan. And I've been very open and (gasps) honest about this. (laughs) But I have really enjoyed the shows. Obviously, The Mandalorian is my fave. Yeah. 
and I didn't mind. I didn't mind Boba Fett. And once it turned into the Mandalorian, no, 2.5. even even before <laughs> that, and also like I enjoyed, I enjoyed watching Obi Wan when mm-hmm. it came out. Like I find it's a compelling enough story, and it's it's just it's interesting, even though I'm not like diehard Star Wars. I feel like another big thing for it is the length. Because yes, it's with not the a TV huge show, yeah. you you have like six hours of content. But it's like it's broken up. Forty minutes at a time instead of here watch this two hour well, movie. And just the way that episodes are structured, you have like a beginning, middle, end within a huge beginning, middle, end kind of yeah. thing. Like the plots are set up in a way that you still feel somewhat of a conclusion while still wanting more by the end of the episode yeah and so that is easier for me because then i have time to digest and it doesn't feel so overwhelming of all these like different races and species and planets and ships and wars and who's on what side and dark side light side (laughs) force stuff and there's a lot happening, okay? <laughs> so having little bits at a time makes it so much easier for me. Yeah. I was talking to a friend today wondering if her boyfriend was also into Star Wars and she was asking me like, she she also was like, I'm not really big into Star Wars. And I was like, yeah, me neither. Explained everything that I just did. and um, But I don't feel like you need to be in order to like the shows either. Like obviously yeah. you get a lot more out of it than I do knowing all that background stuff. Yeah. like. And having you next to me, so if I do have a question, is obviously helpful. Like, when you were talking about, um, what is it, third sister? Or sister oh, three or yeah. whatever she, her yeah. name is. And, um, like, I would never have known when she was going on that rant in episode two when she's about to, where she is, like, hunting down Obi-Wan. Yeah. And is, like, going on and on and is like, yeah, like, Anakin sent me but you thought he was dead he's Darth Vader all this stuff and that to me would have just felt like menacing dialogue yeah until you were just like Darth Vader made a point of killing everybody that knew that he was Anakin before Mm. so why yeah who is this girl like why she's so privy to this knowledge and I would have just I wouldn't have even picked up on that little plot yeah tease there it would have just gone right over my head i'm sure later on it's going to be like oh she's important Mm -hmm. maybe she was picked to be his next like apprentice to try to take over the emperor i don't know but she is not just another inquisitor which by the way the inquisitors are another bit that were kind of rolled over from another show Mm. that are just awesome um there is the fifth brother who's the one with the kind of dome yeah. helmet yeah um he's played by a guy who's in fast and furious okay. uh, he plays han in mm-hmm. fast and furious that means nothing to me do you rem- have did you see the one that he there's the kid that went to tokyo and drifted around tokyo drift that's the one <laughs> like yes but i have n- i don't remember anything so about it that the only good part of that movie mm. was this actor's character Okay. And then he got brought back into other ones. Okay. Um, but I've seen a lot of people online being like, who are these inquisitors? Like, they're just standing around. And 
I was watching it, seeing how Fifth Brother acts in Rebels, like another TV show. Mm-hmm. He is such a, an intimidating character. And just the way that he is portrayed here, just like the way he stands and the way he looks is so like threatening. Right. It's just like, I wouldn't want to mess with this guy. Honestly, I would think that that is highlighted for you also having seen the character elsewhere. Yeah. Because me watching it, I remember you saying like, oh, Fifth Brother's so cool. Oh, look at him. And I'm just like, that's he's a man. Sta- he's just standing there. Look at him. Be like, he's existing. No, but his lightsaber spins around and he can use it like a helicopter. Yeah. It's really cool. <laughs> See, there's just things like that that I'm just like not as amped up about. But I'm enjoying the story. Yeah, I'm excited to see what... Because that was two out of six episodes. Yeah. So what is Obi-Wan going to do now? He's going to some other planet. Well, he's got to return Leia. He's got to return Leia, which that kid does not look 10. I know we talked about this so much because I'm just like, nah, she's six. She's like maybe six or eight, like six to eight. She's like a well-educated seven. Yeah. And she's just so small. I know. And even like her voice, I don't know. And like the teeth that are missing. So I was just comparing it to our kids, right? And like we have a six and an eight-year-old. And I was like, our eight-year-old has lost and then grown in more teeth than what this supposed 10-year-old has. In her entire face. So I was just like, <laughs> there's no way. She's got to be like seven-ish. Yeah. But then you IMDb'd it and she's 10. She's 10 now, right? She's 10 in like a month. So it's like when she was re- when she was actually filming. She was like eight. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm right in guessing her age based off of her teeth. (laughs) (laughs) When you've lost this many, you're about this age. When you've lost this many, you're about this age. And that's how you know. (laughs) And if you know, you know. Yeah, I'm excited to see where Obi goes next. I'm excited to find out more about this Reva character, Mm -hmm. third sister. Yeah. Um, I was a little thrown off by her stabbing the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. Like... I always say if you don't see a body, they're not dead. Mm-hmm. But we definitively saw him get stabbed. Yeah. That being said, this is Star Wars. Darth Maul got cut in half and he got brought back with like robot legs. Right. So anything can happen. <laughs> anything. Literally anything can happen. Well, I was surprised too because I thought he was supposed to be like a big bad for the. He was like the big bad for the longest time in Rebels. So is it not kind of a letdown having seen him prior to this just get killed so easily? I don't know. Because in a way, yes, because he was very intimidating and a huge presence in the TV show Rebels. But also he had his time to shine. Right. And if Star Wars is good at one thing, it is beating a story like foundation to the ground. Yeah. Like the Skywalkers have been just everywhere. Never ending. It is an entire franchise on one family. Mm-hmm. So if this was just another thing where this 
this old bad guy who worked really well, let's just use him again. Right. So I would have liked to see more of him being like present and intimidating and functioning. Yeah. But at the same time, I'd like to see a different bad guy do stuff. It's just like when Cad Bane died at the end of died at the end of Boba Fett. Right. It's like I would love to see more and we might, but if that was the death of Cad Bane, he had his moment to shine in several seasons of TV show. Yeah. So like give us new stuff. Right. I just I like new Star Wars. But enough about Star Wars and on to something that almost made me shit my pants. Scared the crap <laughs> out of me. Yeah, we watched Stranger Things that finally came out. It's been three years of waiting. It's been and that long? Yes, and honestly, after watching the first two episodes of season four, I almost feel like we need to go back and watch a recap video or something <laughs> of what happened in season three because I don't remember yeah like they keep saying stuff about the mall fire and like i remember billy dying but i don't remember hop saving a bunch of kids from a fire and that he's like a hero i remember hopper dying dying yeah i there's just a lot of things that are just holes in my memory what i remember is the big monster in the mall Mm -hmm. and that was the mall then under the mall was another secret Russian facility. Yeah. Where that explosion happened that sent Hopper to Russia or something. Yeah, something. I don't know. So I think, because this is all secret, I think they just covered it up and burnt the mall to the ground. Okay. And we're like, these kids died in the mall and they weren't part of right. a monster thing. Yeah, that would make sense. I just, I think it would be helpful. Yeah, I'm down to rewatch. If, because... Well, not rewatch. I don't think I want to invest the time in rewatching the whole season three. If we were going to do that, I would have done that way before like a month now. Ago. Yeah. I think even just watching a quick, like, 10 minute recap video would be plenty mm. just to refresh on the major plot points, at least, Fair. of season three. And that would be helpful going into season four. The other thing about season four so far is that well every single season gets scarier gets more horror based yeah and also i saw something that uh like it was millie bobby brown said something about how there's getting to be too many characters and too many story yeah stories happening and i saw that before we had seen the first two episodes and um, she said something along the lines of like, it wouldn't be a bad idea to kill a couple characters off. And so I took that as like, we're probably going to lose one of the main five kids. Like, I don't. I, I don't think w- I think it's going to be Mike. Honestly, as far as the usefulness of the characters, he's the best choice because there's. I'll say this. You cannot kill off your only black character of your leads. <laughs> yeah. Well, so with that, he has never, Lucas has never been really well utilized, mm-hmm. but that is a standing fact. If you have one person of color 
yeah. in your main cast, yeah. you're safe. Yeah. Um, freaking what is Dustin? Dustin is by far the most useful of the main characters. Yeah. Besides, well, he, he has, is now. He has the most go getterness. Yeah. Uh, he's and he's he, always running to adventure. Intelligent. Yeah. He seems to be the most resourceful considering he's like a child. Absolutely. Then there's Will who has the ties to the Upside Down. Mm-hmm. And what then is Mike have? He, L he's dating L. Yeah. Um, The reason I think this is because after watching the first two episodes, they seem to have made him unlikable or they're trying to make him unlikable like um he goes to visit l and will in california over spring break Mm -hmm. and he is very douchey and toxic the fact that the season opened on a flashback to dr brenner yeah saying what have you done what have you done and then the next episode ends on a flashing back between him being like, what did you do? And Brenner saying, what have you done? Yeah. It's just like, it's not a good sign. Yeah. When you are being so overtly compared compared to the evil guy. Yeah. Just the way he treats Will too, though. Like when he goes out for spring break, mm-hmm. he barely even gives the guy a hug. Like he kind of does like a hover arm type thing. Like he's disgusted by yeah. him. And it's so confusing because I remember in season one, and of course at this point he didn't have a girlfriend. He didn't know Elle existed. But he was the main person that was just like, we need to find Will. And like going yeah. out there and doing everything. Like this is my best friend. I'm going to put myself in danger if that means I'm going to help my friend. And gradually as the series has gone on, obviously there's been a larger and larger divide between Will and Mike. But I feel like this is the first season where it seems like Will is just being, or Mike Mike, is being just a straight up asshole. Yeah, Mike has seemingly forgotten the mantra bros before hoes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well. And even with that, he is not being a good boyfriend because yeah he runs up to that dj and is like stop the music stop the music and i get it. you're not from here you don't really know what's going on mm-hmm. but i mean you could always just run out and be with her through this whatever is going on yeah she's clearly upset being singled out and tormented yeah go like go run in and stand with her right well and then there's also will tries to tell him like she's lying to you she hasn't been having a good time out here like, I don't know why she's been lying to you, but these aren't her friends. Like, yeah. she's not doing well. And, and he's just like, oh, like, how dare you say she's lying to me? And, like, gets so defensive and offended about it. And then later, Will straight up, like, confronts him. Is like, you've barely said anything to me since you've been here. And, like, I feel hurt by this. And he's just like, well, then maybe you should have reached out more. I don't know. Like... Why is this all on me? Yeah, why is why am I the bad guy? Gosh, I love got, that line. Yeah, we got Gaslight Mike. And it's just, I was so off-put and just yeah. disturbed. And I'm like, if anybody, I instantly thought of this interview with Millie and instantly thought, like, if anybody is going to die, 
like now I hope it's Mike and I think that that's what they're doing like they want us to not really like him so that when they kill him off we're not going to be upset I feel like that's why this like a reason this season is kind of more vicious because within these first two episodes Mm -hmm. like two kids get mangled yeah and like in season one barb goes missing and then she's in the upside down like dead yeah but we don't see anything no and then like it happens like people die in this show yeah but not like this no no it's gotten way more disturbing like the end of the first two episodes end with this vecna monster in the upside down reaching into like their souls lifting them up and like possessing them and then just like crunching their bodies and sucking their eyes into their head yeah and it is like it, it legitimately made me sit there with my hands over my eyes like swaying on the couch like i was so i was horrified yeah well and even the sounds like the sound Ugh. effects even if you're not watching it just the sounds are enough to be like what the fuck is happening yeah having my eyes closed did not help <laughs> yeah but and i have no idea where we're going with this and i have no idea how this monster came to be how he chooses his victims like what made him choose the cheerleader and the next thing the record like the reporter nerd yeah like how did he know which ones to choose and this like the first one the cheerleader which i'm blanking on her name chrissy yeah Mm. like she clearly had a bad relationship with her mom which was then used against her by this vecna yeah and she was tormented with memories of that but other than like her bad relationship with her mom and like her mom pressuring her to look a certain way which then she had an eating disorder she didn't she didn't seem to have any bad way about her right like she didn't have like a lot of guilty like she didn't cause harm to anybody that we know of Yeah. whereas the second kid seemed to have done a hit and run type thing which or was it's then like there's a car accident and like he crawled away instead of getting help yeah something something i'm not really sure but in he was being tormented with the memories yeah, of the accident like the guilt of that yeah so how does he choose which one i don't understand that and i'm assuming we're going to find out i remember yeah. when we saw the trailer there was a lot of clock and that scary mansion place which seems to be where Chrissy had her moment yeah in her mind so I feel like that's all gonna end up being revealed to us in time the other thing that I've noticed about this season so far is again with having so many different people there's a lot of different story plots happening and they all seem to have their own stories within the stories and each episode is over an hour long yeah so so far having all these different storylines and these different plots hasn't been an issue because we have enough time to kind of go in all of them and it seems to be we get enough explanation in all of them right yeah 
So it's like not we're not getting robbed of the one that we really care about for the sake of something that makes no sense to us right now yeah. that might come full circle later. The only thing that I don't like is not only are there a lot of characters with a lot of little stories, there's Hopper in Russia. There's Mike, Will, and L in California. California. Then the rest of them in Hawkins. They're in different places. Yeah. Well, so they're in like, different places, but also they're all doing different things. Like, even the people that are in Hawkins have different priorities. Yeah. And the people in California have different priorities. Like, look at Joyce. She's yeah. on her mission to find out what's happening to Hopper yeah, while Elle is Alaska. getting bullied like <laughs> nobody's business and just beat some girl with a freaking skate. Oh, my God. I felt so good. Like... We, what were we watching where the teacher didn't do anything about the bullying? Oh, and it only that was it only the kept going fire. for the right. We watched Firestarter and it was terrible, but the teacher did nothing while kids were bullying. Yeah, and in this, the teacher was just like, no, like standing in. It's like okay, that's a more realistic teacher stopping bullying. Yeah, but then when this kid is publicly shamed, and reacts and hits with a. Like, I get it. it went a little overboard. Yeah. But everyone's just like, oh my God, what did you do? Yeah. It's like, what the fuck do you think she was going to do? <laughs> she wasn't standing for being like the the bullied kid anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but. Come on. I, I just, I hate how much more ruthless the bullies are in, in the California school than they were in Hawkins. Like they had always been kind of bullied for being nerds and losers yeah. and geeks and whatever. But like she's getting bullied because her dad just died. I know. And I'm not saying that this kind of bullying doesn't exist. I know it does, but it's just, I'm not sure how it all, like what it all has to do with anything. And there's a lot of time being spent just showing us, like, Elle's not having a great time. Elle doesn't have her powers. Elle so just what? humiliated herself because she tried to use her powers and just screamed like a maniac in the middle of the school and then got ridiculed for it. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's really hard to watch without any sort of explanation or reason right now as to why. Mm -hmm. And then we've got Mike just being a tool. <laughs> and also Will being too timid and scared to do anything that he's just watching this happen constantly. Yeah, and, and then has we his have own kind of stuff happening. Yeah, then there's Will's brother and Stoner his, guy. <laughs> stoner guy. Um talking about Nancy, Nancy constantly. Then Nancy talking about him constantly and her being this newspaper reporter and kid dying there's so much going on mm -hmm. and honestly i care about 50 percent of it i know and it's pretty much exclusively the hawkins crew luckily the hawkins crew is starting to come together yeah because in the first episode again they just were all doing their own thing like you had steve trying to pick up chicks you had dustin and mike being in their D, &D group while lucas wanted to explore so sports and not be involved in D, D. yeah and then you had the new dm D, &D club in high school that we they're new in they're Which, new characters we by the way i love were. that dm character <laughs> the, he's just so weird and like theatrical but yeah like he's also just like the town drug dealer and right it's like he's so nuanced and layered yeah 
Love it. And then you also have Nancy doing her stuff. So all of the Hawkins crew were very spread out and doing their own things. And oh, and there's also Max who is like troubled depressed and not sleeping and haunted by her brother dying and all that stuff and now yeah there's just (laughs) there's a lot going on and it's like finally and it's the second episode we're going into the third episode they're coming together in hawkins Mm -hmm. but we're still gonna have two separate stories maybe three separate stories in california happening still yeah so what i'm worried about is there are seven episodes out right now yeah and then there's gonna be three three more that are all very long um i'm worried it's going to be at the end of this seven episodes that they finally all come together to some greater plot right and like I would I would love if the core group got together like next episode, like at the end of next episode. And we have a couple episodes where they're all working towards something. Mm-hmm. And then the finale three episodes shits hitting the fan. And at least they're already there. What do you think about the fact that Elle doesn't have powers? I had seen something, I don't know, maybe a year ago implying that eventually they were all going to get powers or like more of the kids were going to get powers somehow. I just don't know how it's going to work if L doesn't have powers. Yeah, if no kids have powers, they're all fucking useless. Yeah. They're just going into a battle to die. Exactly. Either she is going to get her powers back but stronger or to fight this, they all come together in some upside down ritual Yeah. to all get powers. So there's two more things that I re- I really need to mention mm-hmm. about Stranger Things before okay. we wrap things up. Yeah. One being, like you had already mentioned, there was that flashback to when Elle was in the hospital yep. and the doctor was kind of experimenting on her and her powers and there were the other kids. And we had kind of seen the other kids in season two or was that season, season three? Season two or three. There was that one episode. Yeah, one episode where Elle's exploring her past and her mom and she discovers that there are other kids. Yeah. Which at the time seemed like that was new information for her. Yeah. But this flashback that we're given where she brutally murders all of those kids yeah. would tell a different story that she knew all along that there were other kids there. So now we're also wondering... Why did she go and kill all the kids? Like, I get that she would feel the need to kill the staff at this experimental hospital thing. It's a very awful place. But why did she kill all the kids? And all the other kids seemed to be playing happily together. It looked like the experimentation wasn't as brutal as previous well, yeah, footage showed us. Well, yeah, she put into a underwater Water isolation tank. tank. Yeah. That kid just had to close his eyes tight. Exactly. So it's like, which is it? Like, was she, like, were they really abusive? What kind of facility was this? Did she know there were other kids? Was she not allowed to play with the other kids because she's dangerous? Like, I think they weren't abusive to start. It devolved into that because they had to be. mm -hmm. And her experiments were more brutal because she was so powerful yeah maybe 
Whereas these other kids, yeah, he could project himself and see down the hall to what they were doing, but he couldn't like fight these monsters with his mind and yeah. stuff like that. So, but what do you think though? Like, did does she re- like? Did she know there were other kids all along? Is that just a flaw in the writing? Because at the time when she was discovering her past, they want to do a spinoff, but then they scrapped that. So now they're hoping that we forget about that. And they're going into a different direction with her past in the facility. Like that was something that I can't overlook. And I want to know more answers on that. I want to know if people have more theories into that. I'd imagine because they showed us at the start of this season the clip of the other kids and them being killed, Mm -hmm. they're going to address it. Well, yeah, but I want to know what direction, like, people think it's going. Oh, yeah. Like, there seems to be more of a dark side being portrayed in Elle, like, when things aren't going her way, when she gets really angry. Like, the look in her eyes when she grabbed that skate and hit the girl in the face with it she and was, it, she was going for the kill exactly and it's like and she also kind of had a flashback to that right where she was just like to when she killed everybody it's yeah. like what brought her to that moment as a kid is that like a different version of her that right like normally she doesn't even remember it's just when she's in a rage that she just blindly does this stuff. So I was going to make a joke about it being like the reverse 11. But I was just thinking like, I'll just reverse the numbers. But, but it's still, still 11. 11. <laughs> <laughs> I know I said that I had two things that I really wanted to say before we wrap things up. Yep. But I've already forgotten what the second thing was. <laughs> so <laughs> it'll come to me like... If not right after we're done recording, it'll be while I'm trying to fall asleep later. <laughs> and that'll be unfortunate. <laughs> so why don't you guys tell us uh, how excited you are for Thor? What trailer is going to come out five minutes after we're done recording this? And what do you think the Obi-Wan series is going to turn out to be? And what is the second half of Stranger Things season four going to shape up to be? Let us know on Instagram or Discord. You know where to find the link. Thank you so much for joining us this week at the Bees Knees Podcast. If you haven't already, download this episode and maybe recommend us to a friend. And we will talk to you next week. (laughs) 